Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a real pro and you're here to make it count, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Arugula Aggravating 89. Landlord tried to screw us for 2200 ends up ordered to pay out 7500 I was in second year college living in a student house on the party street across from my school. This street is a big circle, and on weekends, you get the first year students walking around trying to find a party. One night, we had our neighbors over for an invite-only party. Some randoms tried to get in, but we didn't let them in, and eventually they decided to kick in our windows in our basement. We notified our landlord and property manager since our landlord did not live close. The property manager came over, assessed the damages, and later, our landlord emailed us saying he can replace them and we pay or we can find a replacement. We found quotes from three different companies and picked the cheapest one while we sent it over to our landlord to which he approved. Within a week, our new windows were installed for $1,200. After the property manager came by, he started demanding that the windows were not good enough. He said the ones before were high-end windows and that we're going to have to rip these ones out and replace. We did not agree to this and we let him know in our email streams and whatnot. So again, a week later, our new windows were installed while our landlord tried to make us pay $2,200, but we all refused to pay. So this is where things escalated. Our property manager would come over without giving us 24 hours of notice. We started taking notes and just documenting everything as we realized this was going to become a legal battle. That's when he started threatening us and I'm glad we started collecting evidence before, like recording our conversations. Our property manager left our week old replacement windows in the backyard and threatened to have us fined by the city if we didn't dispose of them by a certain date. He came over and threatened to go to the school and have us all expelled. He even went through our mailbox and mail and the only way we found out was our neighbors caught him on video. It got so bad that we started denying him access and threatening to call the police if he tried to come in without exactly 24 hours notice, to the point that he would be showing people the house and we wouldn't let them come in because he only gave us 12 hour notice and whatnot. The arguing developed to the point where we took him to the landlord tenant board and brought out everything we'd been documenting and just a list of all the unlawful activity that they'd been doing. We threw everything out there. Even the fact that they wouldn't give us the key code until three months into our lease. However, it was the summer and we weren't there anyways, but some of us wanted to move in early and whatnot. After our hearing, our property manager was fired and our landlord was ordered to pay us $7,500 for the three months of rent we didn't have access to the house. And since we made the proper repairs as to the landlord's demands, we were never ordered to pay the $2,200. All in all, a sweet revenge for a landlord and property manager who thought they could bully a bunch of students. If you were living in a place where the landlord or property manager were clearly overstepping their boundaries, 
but you have no issue locking every door, every window, and just totally trying to shut them out, even resorting to maybe calling the cops on them? Or would you rather just try to find some way to get out of there as fast as possible? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by Mech Chicken. If you're going to force meme involving your name as a website, you should probably buy the domain. This happened several months ago, but I just recently left the company. At the time, I worked with an earshot of the sales office in my company, so I heard a good deal of their conversations, including the sales manager. Let's call him John Smith. John is a Richard. He's also a little racist and a little sexist. I never truly understood mansplaining and how annoying it was until I heard him talk to his female employees. Like, female employee says, Okay, so I sent over Form A to you, right? And John says, No, you aren't listening to me. Here, let me explain it to you. You take Form B and fill out Form A info on it and then send it to me. Do you understand now? That employee quit after three months of being talked down to like that. But she wasn't the only person that he spoke to like that. The black male employee was also similarly talked down. But at least he's been around long enough to call out John occasionally or offer proof that he was told to do it a certain way. But John would just use his position as the sales lead to shut him down. However, John also had two white male employees who were always the dumbest person in the room wherever they go. But John never treats them like the previous employees. He would also occasionally make statements that were sort of racist or misogynistic, but not bad or frequent enough to be brought up to HR without proof. The conversations above would occur frequently. John would often be wrong about things, and when people pushed back, he would throw his weight around as the head of the department and just shut down their complaints without addressing them. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they like John. While I've listened to these salespeople, I've noticed they seem to like to have a thing. Some kind of simple, memorable personality quirk, likely to make themselves more memorable to other people for sales or networking purposes. One guy's thing is to really like golf, another guy's thing is to really like a sports team, and John the sales manager refers to his full name with a .com at the end. JohnSmith.com not the actual website. People would call him up and start the conversation with, hey, johnsmith.com. Over the course of a few months, I've overheard the origin story about this name about three times. John takes his son to some event where there's a bunch of younger people hanging out around their souped up cars. They notice the son with an older person and say, hey, who's this old guy? Allegedly, the son says, what, you don't know him? This is johnsmith.com. He's the owner of some big business. He's huge. This is a lie. At which point, everyone allegedly gathered around him for pictures and signatures. I was signing hats and girls' chests. It was great, he said. Because of this story, people would refer to him as johnsmith.com. The second time I heard this story, I decided to check out the website. It was an unregistered website that nobody owned. I thought to myself that he should probably register it soon. A few weeks later, the third time he told the story, I realized that anyone could register the website, including me. So. I did. I bought it from Google Domains because they had the best package for a small joke website. For $12 a year, you get anonymization so people can look up who owns the website, free hosting, and a website builder. I put up a picture of a weird shirtless old man and included the text, have a closer look at what the site has to offer, which just linked to the same picture but bigger. I put up this website at about 8pm without telling anybody. 12pm the next day, 
Less than 24 hours since I put up the website, I overhear a coworker on the phone say, Hey, have you heard about what happened to johnsmith.com? Yeah, there's some naked old man on the website. They continue talking and I gather some information that I didn't know. One, he had that URL in his business email signature. Two, he has a mug with the URL on it. Why the freak would you buy a mug with an unregistered website on it? You are asking for trouble. After that phone conversation that I mentioned, I didn't hear anybody mention that website again. I went from hearing it several times a day to zero overnight. Good. I was tired of hearing that story. John's thing now is to like boats. Well, honestly, if this guy is just radiating toxicity to nearly everyone around them, even OP who they're not even really in direct contact with, being able to take away that weird gloaty thing he had, which first of all, that story isn't even that impressive or anything. He got bragged that he was a big business owner, so all of a sudden, everybody's flocking to him to sign stuff. JohnSmith.com, please. Just sounds like some fluffed up braggadocious story they came up with. Our next story is by Green Planet Red Sky. Got paired with a slacker. This happened in year 9, Australia. We had an assessment task for German. This task was pretty huge as it was weighted 40% of our final grade. It's a speaking presentation, so we could either make a video or present it live. The girl I got paired with pretty much did none of the work as expected from her. I spent two weeks on my half of the project and asked her to do hers. At around three-ish days before it was due, she hadn't done anything for the video and hadn't even written her lines. As my mom's German, and I'm generally one of the best in my class at the subject, she probably expected me to do the majority of the work. I texted her the night before, asking her for her portion of the work, and she said she couldn't because she was at a party, and it wasn't something I would understand. My German mom and I pulled an all-nighter and made an entire new video. She submitted the 30 seconds she had filmed and ended up with a 15 out of 25, which at the time was the lowest mark in the class. Thanks to my mom and a lot of coffee, we managed to pull off 24 out of 25, which was the highest in my class. She and her friends didn't talk to me for 8 months, but I knew who won. Maybe they didn't talk to you for 8 months because it's just something you wouldn't understand. Seriously though, forget anybody that flakes on you that hard in a group project. It's bad enough when you got 3, 4, 5 people and a few don't want to do anything, but when it's personally a one-on-one and the other person just flakes and literally tells you, I'm going to a party you wouldn't understand, and doesn't even try to make like a Hail Mary excuse or something, you just know that person does not care about their schooling or being fair to their classmates at all. Our next story is by ChefDad64. Just a soda? Alright, here's your change. Have a nice day. Back some years ago, I worked at a gas station convenience store. It was a very straightforward job with much more sitting involved than actual work. I honestly enjoyed the job because it felt very balanced. The workload was not heavy and at the same time, I would say about 90% of the customers were very pleasant with some regulars that I absolutely loved. Occasionally you got a jerk customer, but it was never anything I couldn't handle, nor was it extreme to begin with. Most days I had a bad customer was typically just someone who decided that the price of gas and cigarettes was somehow my fault. 
but still nothing I lost sleep over. I honestly feel the hardest thing about this job, at least for me, was the mental aspect of it in the sense of watching the same customers blow all their money on lottery tickets and saying, it only takes one, and then coming back the next day and doing it all over again. Or the entitlement and lack of consideration of well-off people who can't be bothered to say hello, please, or thank you. This is a me thing, as in I'm trying to put myself in their mindset, but stressing myself out for nothing trying to make sense out of all of it. All in all though, it was a good starting job, at least for me, my experience was. I can understand those who feel opposite, as I had friends in the same company that had worse experiences or interactions than me. With that out of the way, let me tell you guys a petty story about a lady who came in to buy a soda. This day, I had a lot of $1 bills coming into my register. Normally it was more $20 bills than anything. We didn't start off with a lot of money in the register and would have signs up encouraging our customers to pay with the smallest bill possible for this reason. Plus, we didn't keep a lot of $20 bills on hand as we had to deposit them into a safe once they accumulated, and any $50 or $100 bills were deposited immediately. Once they were in this safe, we had no way of getting them out. There have been plenty of days of just starting a shift where I had to refuse service for people who only had $100 bills. Otherwise, I would be screwed on change for the rest of the day. This lady and her friend walk in, and the lady decides that she wants to get a fountain drink and starts filling her cup. She fills it just a little bit and then stops and takes a drink. She does this again, a second time, a third, a fourth, a fifth, etc. She does it for a good five minutes straight, I would say. Now, I would like to speak up and say something, but the owners of the store unfortunately couldn't care less about us doing the right thing and more about the customers coming back. So I just stood there annoyed while they basically drank two refills worth of soda. She finally makes her way over to the counter after raising her blood sugar plenty and is ready to pay. Her total comes out to $1.49. She pulls out her wallet and shuffles past a bunch of $1 and $5 bills and decides this is the perfect moment to pay with a $50 bill. This annoys me just due to her lack of consideration. She just stands and waits for me to grab her change while their friend's just standing on the side. I decide in that moment to be petty, and I proceed to grab her change of $48.51 all in ones and pennies. I hand her the messy and fat stack of money, and she has a dumbfounded look on her face. And before she can say anything, I just tell her to have a nice day. She awkwardly backs away and leaves with her friend, and I just continue with my shift, feeling like I had a small but petty victory. Shoot, I'm surprised that when this lady finally got up out of there, it didn't sound like the ocean's waves sloshing around in her stomach. When you're at the convenience store getting a soda, I kinda get getting an extra sip or two or a gulp, but I feel like you gotta really be a certain kinda jerk to just stand there and drink a whole drink down twice over and then go pay two bucks for it. The plus side I guess is I think the fountain drinks are so inexpensive for the owner that they can probably still afford that hit. But like OP, I'd probably be upset on the principle of it too watching them do that. And our final story of the day is by Expensive Pension 69 Gamer bro doesn't want to quiet down, so I had to do something about it. My brother plays Battlegrounds Mobile India, aka PUBG. He plays PUBG in nighttime. He uses noise-canceling headphones while playing, and whenever he's in a fight or during the end of the game, he talks so loudly, which can be heard in the other room too. Because of which, I'm unable to sleep. 
and he doesn't listen when we tell him to quiet down. I decided to do something about it. I have a Wi-Fi router on my mobile. It has parental control features on it. I decided to add his device in the list and added PUBG's domain into the restricted websites list. Whenever I turn on that parental control feature, his game stops working. Basically, the game just keeps loading. I don't have it on all the time, but I switch it on when he speaks loudly or shouts, and because of that, he's going to sleep at around 2 a.m. Before that, he used to continue playing till like 6 or 7 a.m. I know this is kind of evil, but I had no other option. He's got an alternative though. He connects mobile data, and he wants me to reset the Wi-Fi. As long as they're none the wiser, it'll forever be a harmless thing that honestly might be for the best for them, unless they're really going full-on esports and they're gonna join a team someday. 2am still isn't very amazing, but saving them from staying up till 6 or 7 over and over and over is probably for the best. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.